You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. Oil's trading near its highest level since last November, but right now, uh, NYMEX crude's giving back some. It's trading at $85.99 a barrel. That's a decline of eight-tenths of 1%. The global oil market is tightening, though, after OPEC Plus leaders Saudi Arabia and Russia announced their extending supply curbs through the end of this year. Bloomberg Oil reporter Julia Fanzeri says the surprise extension will tighten the market. Traders are really surprised, not by necessarily the quantity, but the fact that it has been extended until December. So they expected that Saudi Arabia was going to extend their production cuts 1 million barrels a day. But till December, that's really going to tighten the market to the end of 2023. And that's what really caught traders by surprise and what sent markets soaring to above $91 a barrel for Brent at one point. And Bloomberg's Julia Fanzeri says oil surge is stoking a fresh wave of inflation fears around the globe. Well, Nathan, stocks in Europe are falling amid disappointing economic news this morning out of Germany. And we get the latest from Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. Ewan, good morning. Good morning, Karen and Nathan. Factory orders in Germany plummeted in July, a sign that Europe's biggest economy continues to struggle into the third quarter. Demand dropped by 11.7% from the previous month, far worse than the drop expected by economists. Despite the data, ECB Governing Council member Klaus Knott says that investors betting against a euro area rate hike next week are maybe underestimating the chances. He tells Bloomberg the meeting will be a close call. Live in London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Ewan, thank you. Over in Asia, the yen is trading near a 10-month low this morning. Dollar strength prompted Japan's top currency official to say he would not rule out any options if currency moves continue. The Chinese central bank also moved to defend the yuan with another record strongest daily fixing. Meanwhile, Nathan, Chinese property stocks are trading at a one-month high. Investors are betting there will be more policy support for the struggling sector. China's housing crisis has produced a record wave of defaults. Authorities have recently rolled out a bunch of new measures to support the industry. Staying in China, Karen, there's word this morning the government in Beijing is barring staff from using Apple's iPhones at work. Let's get the story from Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. The Wall Street Journal says staff at some central government regulators' offices received instructions via chat groups and in meetings to stop bringing iPhones and other foreign-branded devices into the office. China is Apple's biggest international market, and iPhones are among the country's best sellers and are common in both the government and private sector. Foreign devices have long been discouraged in sensitive agencies. Beijing in recent years stepped up a campaign to reduce a reliance on technology from the U.S. In 2022, Beijing ordered central government agencies and state-backed corporations to replace foreign-branded personal computers with domestic alternatives within two years. 
in New York. I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Radio. All right, John, thanks. Another high-tech company is in the spotlight this morning. Bloomberg News has learned Amazon will likely be sued by the Federal Trade Commission later this month. And we get the story from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. It caps a four-year antitrust investigation into Amazon. Sources say the suit is expected to target the online retail giant's popular marketplace. That's where third-party merchants, which now account for more than half of the company's online sales, pay a commission on each sale. Merchants have complained that Amazon unfairly ties access to its marketplace with its logistics service. Sources say company executives met with the FTC's three commissioners in mid-August to discuss the suit, Though no settlement was discussed, this will be the fourth complaint the agency has filed this year targeting Amazon. The Biden administration, which has focused on antitrust and competition as a keystone of its economic policy, is stepping up pressure on big tech companies. Jeff Bellinger. Bloomberg Radio. Thanks, Jeff. In politics, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's back at work, and Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports he did address the attention his health has received. Senator McConnell says he wants to put things in perspective. One particular moment of my time back home has received its fair share of attention in the press over the past week. But I assure you, August was a busy and productive month for me and my staff back in the Commonwealth. It should be noted the congressional doctor again has said that he shows no signs of stroke or Parkinson's and that those moments are common in some concussion cases. McConnell also said job one now deserving his full focus is keeping the government open and as he puts it the lights on. I'm Ed Baxter Bloomberg Radio. All right, and thanks. Well, it's the toughest punishment yet over the attack at the U.S. Capitol. Former Proud Boys leader Henry Enrique Tarrio has been sentenced to 22 years in prison for his role in a seditious conspiracy to block the peaceful transfer of power on January 6, 2021. Tarrio's lawyer, Naib Hassan, says he plans to appeal. We asked for a recommendation that's not greater than 15 years. Um, we saw the sentences that were handed down last week, and that's what we thought was appropriate based upon the guidelines. Until now, the longest sentence for a January 6th conspirator was 18 years. Prosecutors had been seeking 33 years behind bars for Tario. All right, Nathan, thanks. Time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Amy Morris. Amy, good morning. Good morning, Karen. America's top diplomat, Antony Blinken, has arrived in Kiev in a show of U.S. support. The surprise visit by the Secretary of State comes as Ukraine's forces continue a grinding counteroffensive against entrenched Russian positions. Bloomberg's Ross Matheson says the Biden administration is sending a clear signal to the world. The point of Antony Blinken's trip to Kiev is just sort of a public display of support for Ukraine, perhaps sending a message just as much to Ukraine's other allies as to Ukraine itself. There's been that sort of sense of creeping fatigue. Bloomberg's Ross Matheson says it is likely that Antony Blinken will also use that trip to announce further aid for Ukraine. U.S. security assistance to that country now totals more than $43 billion since Russia's invasion early last year. President Biden is celebrating a labor deal for port workers at the White House today. He intends to use the event to underscore his economic agenda known as Bidenomics. 
Ohio Republican Senator J.D. Vance is making a push to ban federal mask mandates. This is coming back unless we stop it from happening. That's why I introduced this legislation, and I'm going to force the Democrats to vote on it. If they say the mask mandates are not coming back, then come to the Senate floor, vote with us, and say no more mask mandates. Let's make it bipartisan. He's calling it the Freedom to Breathe Act. It would also prevent industries from refusing service to people who choose not to wear a face covering. Health experts are warning about the triple threat of respiratory diseases picking up early as we head into colder months. Dr. Larissa Pisney is an infectious disease physician with UC Health. What we saw in the Southern Hemisphere, so um, their winter is our summer, uh, we saw that uh, COVID peaked and then the flu and RSV followed. So important to think about all of these now. Dr. Pisney notes that respiratory disease tracking indicates a typical start of cold month viruses are going to pick up four to six weeks earlier. New research shows that a highly mutated strain of the coronavirus is actually less of a threat than previously feared. The Boston Globe reports a Beth Israel study found the immune response is robust against all variants, including this new one called BA286, if you've contracted COVID since December of 22. New boosters are set to be released mid-September. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Amy Morris, and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Amy, thank you. It is time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. John. Karen Terry Francona is 64 years old. He's been a big league manager for 23 seasons, and he went on MLB radio and certainly implied that he's going to retire after the season. He's managed the Phillies to the Red Sox to two world championships and for the past 11 seasons he's been in Cleveland. He says he has told the Guardians to start preparing. Cleveland lost at home to Minnesota 8-3. That puts the Twins up by seven games in the AL Central. The Red Sox at Tampa Bay. They scored in the 11th inning. They were up by one in the bottom of the 11th. Swing and a drive. Deep toward the right field corner. DAE with the calls. The Rays win 8-6. to six. The Orioles also with an extra inning win in 10 innings over the Angels 5-4. to four. Fourth straight win for Baltimore. They're up by 3.5 on Tampa Bay. Giants lost to the Cubs at Wrigley 11-8. to eight. Toronto won 7-1 to one at Oakland behind the former Oakland A pitcher Chris Bassett. Yankees a 5-1 win over Detroit. Giancarlo Stanton snapping a time with a two-run homer in the sixth inning for Stanton. Career home run number 400. U.S. Open last night. The young American Ben Shelton with a four-set victory over fellow American Francis Tiafo. He's off for the semifinals where he'll play Novak Djokovic. Coco Goff won her match easily. John Steshauer, Bloomberg Sports. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. 
So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. The tight global energy market could get even more squeezed for the rest of this year. Crude oil is trading near its highest level since last November. That's after Saudi Arabia and Russia both announced that they're extending production cuts that have been in effect for much of this year for another three months. For more, we're joined by Will Kennedy, Senior Executive Editor for Energy and Commodities at Bloomberg News. Will, good morning. The duration of this announcement on Saudi and Russian supply cuts really seems to have taken the market by a bit of surprise here. Why extend those cuts into December rather than just another month, as many analysts were expecting? Well, I think it shows uh, Saudi Arabia's desire to keep a strong grip on the oil market uh, and to make sure that prices stay relatively high. Clearly, um, they want to make sure that the the impacts of uh, bearish factors in the market, like the steady flow of crude from Iran, are more than offset by uh, the cuts that they and Russia are making together. And it it shows uh, a willingness to really grip the oil market. And I think importantly, it also shows that in an oil context, the alliance between Riyadh and Moscow remains strong. Certainly seems that way when you see this kind of apparent coordination on these announcements. Do we have a sense uh, from uh, some of the analysts that you're speaking to about what kind of price target Saudi Arabia and Russia may be looking for with these prolonged production cuts? I mean, Saudi Arabia will always tell you that uh, they don't make a point of... uh targeting prices. But I think if you look at the Saudi economy and the and the spending that uh, Saudi Arabia needs to finance, they probably need a price that's closer to $100 than $70. Um, they're probably comfortable to see oil back in the 90s. And I think from their perspective, they feel that the world has gone through an inflationary period uh, where prices for most things have risen. Yet uh, oil, although $80, $90 seems high, in a historical context, it's not that high. I mean, in the wake of the financial crisis, more than uh, 10 years ago, oil had an extended period above $100 a barrel. So they think a 90-day price today is not the same as a 90-day price in the past. You mentioned uh, Saudi Arabia trying to keep more of a grip on the oil market away from uh, some of the supply that could be coming back from Iran. Uh, what further rebalancing of the oil market could we see uh, from an extended uh, production cut like this from the Saudis and the Russians? Well, I think a lot of people expect that there aren't that 
much many extra sources of supply. I mean, there have been the market has been relatively well supplied and been able to meet the strong extra demand we've seen as the whole world has finally emerged from the pandemic. A lot of that supply has come from Iran, as I say. Venezuela has managed to export more. Brazil has added a lot of production, and U.S. has continued to climb. But I think. Most of those sources aren't going to go much further in the in the short term, at least. That the expectation is that Iran doesn't have an awful much more oil to to give. That Brazil's uh, production growth will reach a hiatus, for example. Um, and in that context, I think that's why many observers of the market think that prices could well go higher from here because uh, Saudi Arabia is cutting, keeping those production cuts in place. Demand, despite uh, concerns about the Chinese economy, seems fairly robust. Um, and some of those extra sources of supply aren't going to be sustained. And I think for many people in the market, I mean, time will tell, but for many people in the market, that could be quite a bullish brew. And I guess uh, time will tell as well uh, how much further uh, price pressure uh, this could put on a global uh, economy that's still struggling uh, to deal with reigning in inflation. I mean, a move like this is going to make central bankers' lives even that much more difficult, isn't it? It definitely feeds in. And of course, the thing about oil is it feeds very quickly through to gasoline prices, which is a price that everyone knows and sees quickly. Um, and it, it makes people feel poorer even if you know the general price level isn't rising quite as high. So it's a political issue as well, as well we know, if, if oil prices at the pump or gasoline prices at the pump start climbing for consumers around the world. In our last minute here, Will, is there any way to game out what we should expect after December when the next potential decision comes down the line from Saudi Arabia, Russia, and potentially other members of OPEC Plus? Uh, look, I think it's hard to say. Uh, other, you know... Everyone is meeting their current commitments. Uh, I think that uh, they will look at the market. They will look at how demand, how strong demand has been in the final quarter of the year. You know, they'll want to assess where the Chinese economy is, how how bad those property wobbles have spread, um, and and they'll think about what to do next. But uh, I, I suspect it's it's too early to say. I'm afraid. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak.
Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel. It's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.